WWE. It's the largest professional wrestling organization in the world today, and it's been around since the 1960s. That means that it's gone through so many different historical eras that every generation of fan has a different set of memories. Fans of the 70s remember seemingly legitimate matches between workhorse champions like Bob Backlund and Bruno San Martino. Fans of the 80s remember colorful characters like Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, and the Ultimate Warrior. Fans of the early 90s remember the new generation with Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Fans of the late 90s remember the rise of the racy Attitude Era with Steve Austin and D-Generation X. Fans of the early 2000s remember Ruthless Aggression, the eras of Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, and Triple H. This podcast is about a much less celebrated era in WWE history, the period in which myself and my co-host Jack grew to love the spectacle, athleticism, and sheer ridiculousness of professional wrestling. On July 22nd, 2008, WWE and its programming gained a PG rating. Whilst this in itself is not much to note, it reflected a shift in WWE's storyline atmosphere. Up until the late 90s, WWE was regarded as family entertainment, but the Attitude Era and an endless effort to push the envelope changed this. And in 2008, the death of Eddie Guerrero and the famed double murder-suicide case involving Chris Benoit were both fresh in the minds of fans. An image change was desperately needed, and corporate responsibility needed to be taken. To reflect this, the product attaining a more family-friendly feel was inevitable. This era in WWE history is creatively known as the PG era, and I would argue it continues to this day. Many fans, or as they were now dubbed the WWE Universe, long for the days of pimp and porn star characters and beer-swilling good guys. This podcast seeks to analyze the PG era, seek the good when it's there, and laugh at the laughably bad, which I'm sure there's a bit of. We seek to ask the question, was it really that bad? And if so, why did it turn Jack and I into such passionate wrestling fans? My name's Lewis Arnold, and this is the PG Wrestling Retrospective. All I know is I've been doing that show for 337 episodes, so I must be doing something right. And, and what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? I'm hosting the goddamn national television show. We're actually going to start on the podcast shit like five or six years ago, but we got to like 10 minutes. Oh yeah, it, and you, and you hated just, me. Lewis just kept insulting me the whole time. I was like, fuck this. Yeah, you were like, this. you're being very obnoxious, man. <laughs> All I wanted to do was talk about how good I, and how much I love John Cena. He wouldn't know me. No, like, no yeah. one's allowed to love John Cena. Not in, or in your house now. So I can yeah. be like, okay, in your house you can love this John Cena. This is the big dog's house right here. I am the big dog. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. This is this may be your house, but this is my yard. Oh, you know what I'm shit, watch out. All right. So, so we're talking about um, early memories in wrestling and how like our first like experience probably watching wrestling came from the uh, the same very obscure show, WWE yeah, yeah. Afterburn. Well, I suppose I'm putting it on the air worked if it got us into it and I assume oh, yeah. many other people. I'd, I'd hope so, because it was like... Looking back, it was kind of like, if, if it was on now, I wouldn't watch it. Like It's like how... Because 
in Australia, it's um, Raw, SmackDown. They're on the pay TV. Like the yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. you have to buy a box and a satellite and give Rupert Murdoch money. Like, <laughs> Jack likes that. I'm not a big fan of that. Well, yeah, I think they've got a. I think they were yeah, intending yeah, they, on starting a similar thing to Afterburn, just kind of. I heard something about they, it, but I haven't seen it. They just started like I. I watched this. They just started putting um, Raw and SmackDown on like Channel Nine or whatever it oh, is. Okay. But they're both edited down to about one hour. Wow, right. and, You're doing and, good editing raw from three to one. Well, here's the thing: they're not. So, like, <laughs> literally, you watch you watch the raw one hour version, and it's just opening promo, maybe like a very short match, and then they do the main event that was set up in the opening promo. So you don't even get like any semblance okay. of an idea of what happened on that episode of raw. You get like a recap of the main event, and the main events are always like generally the worst part of raw. <laughs> That's why I don't watch raw anymore. <laughs> So yeah, so tell me a bit about like what, what was the first like experience when you were watching WWE Afterburn? Well, I think the first thing I remember is probably, um, it's so bad, but uh, Christian and Jack Swagger feuding for the WWE ECW uh, championship. It was like pretty terrible. I'm, <laughs> sh- I'm sure the main event at the time was probably better, although thinking back to what was happening in January of 2009 or whatever, it probably wasn't, but yeah. Bruh, Christian... It's not as good as this feud with Ezekiel Jackson. Hey, 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 hey. You know how I feel about Ezekiel Jackson. <laughs> Best wrestler. Most underrated wrestler uh, of all time. We'll, we'll get we'll get to like episode one. I'll tell you about a, a fun Ezekiel Jackson fact. That <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So it was the Christian-Jack Swagger feud. I, re- I remember that feud not because I watched it as it was happening. I remember it because I... Um, must have been SmackDown vs. Raw 2011. Or, yeah, yeah, it was SBR 2011. Stuff, and they, yeah, and they had the uh, create a story thing. And we were talking about it before, how they had the default stories in there that you just play like a year after you get the game because you didn't yeah. know it was there. <laughs> and they literally just had one chronicling the feud between Christian and Jack oh, Swagger. That must have been the best, though. Uh, it wasn't as good. They did one where it was like best matches of the year. And okay. They, and they did like the elimination chamber where um, Shawn Michaels cost Undertaker the, the championship right, and Jericho won it. Yeah, yeah, but they, they couldn't... The developers, obviously, because they couldn't figure out how to get interference in an elimination <laughs> chamber, they basically just did it where Jericho just came out and went, watch this match where I win the world title. And then they were like, wait a minute, that's not how that happened. How did you doctor that footage? <laughs> so basically, Chris Jericho is just some sort of like Michael Bay with this... <laughs> Wait, so did he just lose it clean? Yeah, yeah. They just, like, literally, they just had you beat everyone and, like, pin The Undertaker clean and everything. And I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, but, like, when I was watching Afterburn, this is, like, my first experience. Yeah, yeah, what's your first memory? What was my first memory? What was your oh, first memory? Oh, boys, let me tell you something. Um, it was um, Jeff Hardy versus CM Punk on SmackDown with uh, Jeff Hardy's career on the line. Okay. Was that a steel cage match? I think so. I don't remember a thing about the match. Like, I just remember what happened before the match and after the match. Because I, I know I've, I had to have seen some wrestling before that. I, like, I vaguely remember a match with Jeff Hardy in it and he was feuding with Matt Hardy and Matt Hardy came to the outside and Jeff just kind of jumped on him. <laughs> and then I was watching it at this point and it was before the, uh, the match with CM Punk and Matt came up to him and was like, come on, man, you gotta... Why does he sound like AJ Styles? <laughs> Come on, man. You gotta gotta show some respect for those communities. Don't, your recklessness might cost you. And I'm just like, oh, 
I guess they're brothers they made up in that short period of time. Matt Hardy is what happens when you break a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> the broken redneck, Matt Hardy. Um, but yeah, and so I was, so it was the Jeff Hardy CM Punk. That was like the first like real experience I had where it was like, ooh, I, I really love this. Because it was like, Jeff Hardy loses to a bad guy, you know. And you don't see that very much, especially not in kids TV. You don't see like the bad guy winning. And then, like, Jeff Hardy's saying his goodbyes, and you think, like, oh, this will be, like, a nice moment to, like, kind of offset the bad guy winning. No, no CM, just... Punk, <laughs> CM Punk just comes out and jumps him and, like, beats him up as he's, like, trying to throw his, like, weird glove stockings to the fans. Glove stockings? They were, they were, like, stockings that he cut holes like in because he's, he's an artist. <laughs> but, like, yeah, and it was literally just a bad guy winning that just amazed me at the time because it it never really happened and i th- for some reason i just became a fan of cm punk from that like cm punk was kind of like a childhood villain hero thing like i mean he, looking back on it it's not really that surprising jeff hardy's made a career out of losing to the bad guy oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like it's like jim Corner comes in he's like he was never a draw he worked with the guy that was the draw <laughs> Jim Cornette also sounds like AJ Styles, yeah. clearly. Oh, you just have one impression of all vaguely <laughs> Southern Or just anyone who's a Southern. Well, this is how I think all Americans sound. We're like, God okay. damn, pal. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, and, and I just became a fan ever since. And it was like, being a wrestling fan in Australia was kind of tough. Like, you'll attest to this. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't on, like, real TV that you could watch. Like, yeah, really. I just... The only um, content I even got was... So, that was back before uh, I think WWE was posting like they do like the top 10 highlights of yeah. Raw and that sort of thing now and they post it on YouTube but back then they weren't really doing that and so the only way I could find out what was happening each week was just WWE.com's um, mm. written like yeah. recaps of it which oh my goodness not the best but yeah, but it, it did the job as well. And, like, we'd go on, like, I remember we'd go on, like, the Wikipedia articles of the paper. Yeah. Like, when, um, like, and we, we weren't super smartened up to wrestling either. No, like, we no. were, were a bit smartened up. Like, we knew what certain things meant, but we were still under the impression that stuff was pretty on the up and up. So, yeah. like, I remember, <laughs> I remember when, um, like, Cena was a, the special ref in the Randy Orton-Wade Barrett match. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, Cena had joined the Nexus, and if he didn't give Wade Barrett the title, he'd be fired. And like Cena, like basically got fired on that yeah. SummerSlam, and we were both freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Cena's gone!" And oh then no! When they put up the written recaps that whole week, uh, Cena was just like <laughs> running like attacks on Nexus members outside the building and yeah. uh, stuff like that. I was like, "Oh, he's been legit fired, but he's crashing the show." <laughs> it was like for me, it was like the Outsiders crashing Nitro was Cena just attacking all the Nexus members on Raw. <laughs> who, who says all the the people who grew up with the Attitude Era had all the fun? Yeah, yeah John Cena crashing Raw. And then, like, uh, on the house shows, I remember he was working under a mask. It's yeah. Juan Cena. Juan Cena. <laughs> it's just the worst thing that ever existed, you know? Uh, it was that, that like, little just week-long angle was, like, pretty amazing, actually. If you, like, um like we did, like, believe the whole thing. Yeah. Like, like we were, like, like, even I remember I was, like, 12 or 13. And I, at that point, I kind of knew that a lot of it was, like, scripted. But I was still, like... Yeah, but Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker were unscripted matches. Yeah. So I was like, those were just so good. Yeah. They can't be scripted. 
And now it's like, well, I've lost all faith in humanity, so it's oh, like well, wrestling. I still like, I still love wrestling a little bit. Oh, but I'm re- a I'm a real wrestling fan. That oh. means I hate all wrestling. Watch it. <laughs> it's right. still real to me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy's like the. If you actually watch the video of that, it's it's actually really impassioned, which is so weird because he's like talking to Terry Funk, and he's like, "For all you boys, just want to let you know." He's crying. He's like, yeah, it's yeah. still real to me. <laughs> He's got oh. a lot of passion in his heart for it. I really admire that. Oh, hell yeah. Like, I, I, like, there's one thing, like, wrestling fans can be, like, some of the most obnoxious people in the world, but they will, they're always very passionate about it. And that's the one thing that I hope wrestling never loses. It's the passion in the fans. Like, like we did, like, trying to find clips and yeah, looking yeah. up results on WWE.com. And then we had, like, the DVDs. Like, we'd just straight up go and buy the DVDs of the pay-per-views. Yeah. Oh, I loved, I loved like, the... Or I didn't love the wait, but I loved, like, the DVD arriving two months after the pay-per-view. <laughs> and they were, like, 20 bucks each, and I was like, oh, man, still worth it. Yeah, yeah, I remember I'd get, like, 30 bucks of Fortnite allowance, and I'd just spend it all on wrestling DVDs <laughs> in Subway. Oh, <laughs> well, actually, for a while, my allowance and I came out had a... Uh, the WWE magazine, obviously imported oh. from America because it was like fifteen dollars. Yeah, $15 a coffee. And I was like, Oh, so not worth it, but I had to have it. It was just such a struggle, like for for us. So we literally we had like kind of like finding clips online, Googling results, and just buying DVDs. Whereas whereas now with the network, I feel very spoiled because like with we're gonna go chronologically through the PG era. Yeah, we can just like it takes me like two seconds on my like on my PS4. Exactly. And I can be like, oh, watch this whole show. Yeah, it's but amazing. back like uh, even eight, not even eight years ago, five years ago, um, that wouldn't have even been like a possibility. Yeah. We would have had to. Well, I used to live for Friday nights when we went to like the video rental store and I could pick oh, out a new pay-per-view yes, that I hadn't I seen. That. That's how I first, that's how I watched like the Great American Bash yeah. 2006 <laughs> like 50 times. And like, I mean, if we wanted to do this podcast now, if the network didn't exist, that's exactly what we'd have to do. Yeah. We'd have to like go and find like the last video rental store like there's, there's around. One up, there's one up somewhere. Yeah. Like, um, half hour drive into the <laughs> where all the old people live and just hope that they had all of the pay-per-views like i remember mm. i watched all of the 2009 pay-per-views that way except they didn't have no way out so i just never saw no way out 2009 and the same thing with bragging rights uh 2010 everyone said that uh dolph ziggler and daniel bryan had like the match of the year on that pay-per-view but i was like the video rental store didn't get it in, so I'm never watching it. <laughs> yeah, because they, they'd never really get, like, the new pay-per-views, really. No, Cause, yeah. Because it was, like, wrestling was just kind of like, eh. There's always some that, like, slip through the cracks or whatever. Yeah. Well, it was, like, it's kind of like, like, lots of wrestling fans will attest to this. Like, being in primary school and especially high school, no one else liked wrestling. No, no, yeah. Like, like once, once I hit maybe, like, grade six, no one else. And people would, like make fun of you for it at first i was very like no how dare you wrestling is very real same here yeah and then and then eventually i kind of was like yeah it's fake but whatever so yeah just chill out about it yeah but i'd I'd still every free dress day at my school i'd like wear like a straight edge society t-shirt don't remind me i like swapped them out i had like a 
CM Punk shirt from like around 2011 when it, the Money in the Bank oh, thing was on. This is good CM Punk. Yeah, and then I had a Team Bring It shirt, like the one yeah. that Rock wore when he returned to yeah, the WWE. Yeah, we got the it when, like, when it was like you bought a WrestleMania DVD from like WWE DVD.com.au. <laughs> you got a bonus, like, just bring oh, it shirt. I miss that, uh, miss oh. that website so much. I know. Like, it's I said ex- that the network put them out of business, but well, I, I prefer to- having the network. <laughs> well, like, I, I thought they could at least switch to like, merchandise or something because like it'd be cheaper shipping yeah but, like no nah. oh well oh well but yeah that's kind of like me- memories of wrestling memories good old memories yeah and well we you know hope you enjoyed that yeah yeah no that's cool man do your sign off catchphrase if you have one but i real guy <laughs> in the room how you doing oh boys Hey, what the fuck are you doing? Hey guys, thanks very much for listening, episode zero. Um, never mind Jack's really cringy uh, sign-off line, I'm never going to let him do that again. Uh, knowing him, as soon as he hears this, he's going he's gonna to do it on the next one we record. Cheers, which is fun. Um, but yeah, if you enjoyed episode zero, episode one should be out right now as you listen to this. Um, if you have any questions or queries that you'd like answered on the podcast... Uh, if you have any special requests, you know, take the time machine back to a past wrestling event. Email us at pgwrestlingpod, that's pgwrestlingpod, at gmail.com. And please follow us on Twitter, at pgwrestlingpod. And um, if you've listened to this one and you listen to episode one, you enjoy. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Which is probably iTunes, because everyone listens to it on iTunes. Everyone listens to everything on iTunes. Anyways, thanks.